As F1 leaves the Americas, within a week, they'll be in the Middle East for the last three races in a close battle at hand between constructors and drivers' championships. With that, welcome aboard another edition of the F1 Starting Grid. I am Brock Young with the temporary points leader, or second place, I should say. No, yeah, I, I don't think you're permanent, Mike Allen. <laughs> welcome aboard, man. Uh, before we get into the Brazilian Grand Prix and all we got to talk about today, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It was a fun race. It was a fun race to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Hamilton is a beast. That's he is. No way around it. That's we are living in a special time where we are witnessing probably the greatest F one driver ever to strap it up to do what he did. Coming from what he started out what ninth. <laughs> yep. After starting out the sprint race in dead last, so. So let's let's recap. They hang a fine the some penalty on him, so he's got to start the sprint sprint twenty five laps from dead last, and he finishes fourth. And if there had been five more laps, he'd have finished second. He went and he was driving that car like he was like that thing was going to fly off the wheels. Then we get to the race, and he's fourth, right? Oh no no no! We got another penalty. Let's get him back to tenth. So he starts out tenth and wins the race. That's crazy. That's nuts. I, I, no one else could do that. No one. No one else could do that. Well, speaking about speaking about penalties, we'll get to that in here in a second. But um, I think this close battle really is what he needs to be shown as a champion. Because if you see back in 2016, he pushed that car, even though Nico Rosberg was. Just just a hair better that year. Lewis Hamilton pushed that car. He's pushing this car this year. Oh, and it was crazy. He was driving possessed. That's the only thing. When I was watching the sprint, that's the only thing that kept going through my mind is this man is driving possessed. He's absolutely laser focused. I mean, that car was hugging every single turn, and he was blowing by people like they were standing still. And and that's, that's driving furious. Mm-hmm. And then to start out 10th, not even in the front three, they didn't even give him, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, uh, hey, <clears throat> he's in the front four, like in the first couple, of, he was in 10th. Hold on. I got to plug my battery in. Okay. Uh, you know, he was down there in 10th, 10th place. Has a couple of really, really, really good pit stops, and and his team is to be commended. The Mercedes team is to be commended, and then just blows by everybody and 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 takes the win. And that and that last battle between him and, I mean, both were on fresh. T- here, here's here's the here here's the litmus test. Both were on fresh tires or fresh enough tires to be equal, and in an equal race, not only did he come from behind catch up to Verstappen, pushed him for four or five laps, and then just took him out. I mean, it was crazy. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He won by ten and a half seconds, but if there wasn't any safety cars this race, would he have won? Probably not. Probably not because he – part of the – part of but still, you know, if if – even with the safety cars, which, which I think made this race a total different race than the other ones, uh, even with the safety cars bunching everybody up, that puts you on an equal footing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
that put you in a, in a of course it helped him out but if <clears throat> if everybody else was on equal it was equal to hamilton they'd all be fighting for it and they weren't they were getting past like they were standing still and it was crazy it was the craziest thing i've ever seen well let's talk about this right quick it's a um reported investigation by the stewards that thanks to mercedes they reported it and apparently on lap 48 and turn four uh max and lewis when uh, ran wide and because lewis put or i should say max pushed lewis both of them off the track basically they didn't wreck but they pushed each other off the race yeah uh, off the racetrack and this opened up an investigation uh, by mercedes because they, they have new evidence, new data from uh, Max's front cam, front part of the cam, that where he was, they say, in the wrong by pushing him off the track. So by Qatar, uh, Max could be looking at it, um, either five-second grill penalty or or um, even a, a grid penalty by two or three, spaces, two or three spots behind. Uh, but you saw the race. I don't think that, you know, I, that, that was racing. You know, you get that fat, you're going that fast and that tight and you're in a, in a contested race. You know, you're talking about making split second decisions. And you know, I, I don't think he, I don't think he would intentionally try to damage his car just to push Hamilton off the course. And he went off the course too. So yeah. I think it might have been, you know, just one of those things. It's, it's a racing incident. I don't think you should be penalized for it. I think it'd be a tragedy if he is. I didn't think yeah. Hamilton, for the record, I don't think Hamilton should have been penalized this race either. I mean, the fact that he did and then he came back and did what he did makes him all the, you know, enhances his legend. But I don't think he should have gotten what he had personally. I think we're getting petty now. Well, we're petty. do you think the stewards will? will... Everyone, well, you know, we're getting petty and we're getting down to four races left, and this is a contested, uh, you know, championship. Let the let the boys race. Just let them race. I mean, Mercedes, stop it. Your boy came mm -hmm. back nine places back and won the race, and you're still going to be pissy. Just go race. You know, don't win. Don't let the ref. Don't let the officials win the game for you. Just go out there and play. And have more points at the end of the game. That's 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 it. You know all this petty stuff. I never I never did agree with it. I don't think it. I think it takes away from the sport personally. I think Mercedes should just take the win graciously and go on to the next race. Well, that's a good point. If you think, well, two points here. Do you think the stewards will penalize Max? I think it'd be a tragedy if they did. I think they made the right call during the race that there was a racing incident and there's nothing to investigate. And also if, and I, I pretty much know the answer to this question too. If it was, if it wasn't such a highly contested race this season, do you think Mercedes would have brought this to the stewards? No, I don't think so either. No, if Lewis was way out in front, they wouldn't have said anything. It, as you said, it was petty. Was a petty. Yeah, I, I would expect more. You know, and a pretty good showing by uh, Boltos this weekend. Well, not really. Well, <laughs> yeah, he, he. I think he you, know, you pitted five. They pitted him five times. I don't know why. You know, that's another thing. They're kind of they're kind of doing him dirty, and I don't know. 
if it's because he's leaving or I don't know if it's I don't know. There's just kind of there's some real pettiness there, just in the whole Mercedes team that's kind of taking the shine off of the greatness that they're at the verge of, and and I think that you know let the man race until he's not racing for you anymore, and starts out at starts out in pole position, and of course Max dispatched him pretty quick off the line, but then it was just like where the hell did he go? Well, he's pitted five times. What the hell? <laughs> Everybody else is pitting once and. Dude, he's in there five times. I mean, that's come on. That's well, he pitted five times. I don't know. Maybe. And he still came out third. Behind him, we had Perez, 40 seconds off of Lewis Hamilton. So that's a distance that uh, Mercedes, as you pointed out, was pushing that car in qualifying and sprint. And finally, at the uh, Telling the race that shows you that's wow. <laughs> I don't know if they could perform that well in Qatar, but we'll see about that. And Ferrari finished five and six, respectively. And those are the last two ones that did not get lapped. So both McLarens got lapped. And we pointed this out last episode that it's like, I don't know what's going on with McLaren. It's like if we see an upside with Ferrari, we're, going, we're seeing a downcline with McLaren. Uh, do you see the same thing with that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, well, everything's kind of getting flipped up and down. The only consistent, the only consistent teams are the, the the Red Bull and the Mercedes. Everybody else is kind of shuffling around now, yeah. and, and I'm really surprised. Well, I'm not too surprised, but I'm disheartened to see the Haas and Williams fighting for last place again. And Unfortunately, it's like, so. it's like they've given up. It's like they shot their shot, and they, you know, they got close and got him into some some qualifying rounds got russell and got latifi into the points a couple of times now it's like how the hell we got four races left let's just not even try i mean it has to be hard to drive for them i you know i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that uh george is going to go on move on to mercedes give him a shot i think he's going to win a lot of races I think so, too. That's going to be a good battle between him and Lewis Hamilton starting next year. Let's move on to um, Qatar. And we talked about this a couple uh, episodes ago about the Qatar Grand Prix and that track there. And you think it, it's a, it is a MotoGP track for the most part, but there's quite a bit of runoff areas. It kind of reminds me of Bahrain a little bit. So I think that's does well with Red Bull. What do you expect from this race? Well, this is one of the first night races too, right? What they race I think at it's night. Gonna be. So hot during the day over there. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's going to be hot and muggy. And, you know, it's hard to say at this point because whatever Mercedes did, they're, you know, they're dialed in. Might have been those new motors they got. I don't know. But uh, Hamilton's going to be hard to beat for the rest of the time out. Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because I hope uh, Perez's drink works <laughs> since it's going to be hot and muggy out there. So we'll see about that. It's uh, Yeah, it's it's probably going to be Red Bull and Mercedes for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Most four drivers are going to be battling it out, unless there's something catastrophic like a crash. Like I said at the beginning of the year, you know, unless there's a massive crash that takes out any one of them, those four drivers are going to be at the top every time. 
absolutely. And well, I congratulate you now, since I see your tactic. I see your, I see your, I see your tactic once you've pulled ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. That's not. I see your tactic. I'm on to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case here. That's the point so far. I am on to you. Well, you're close. Everybody's basically, close right for now. For everybody watching, what, what Brock's going to do is basically make the same picks that I pick for the rest of the year. The last four races. Whatever I pick, he's going to pick. And that way, it ensures he's going to win because, you know, there's never an advantage. So I think I think I went to the Marshalls. Hold on. Is that Has that been confirmed? Yes, I believe that's been confirmed. Okay, for the last four races... We will alternate. Uh, three. three races. Three, for the last three races, uh, we will alternate. And since you are the leader, you will pick first. And I cannot pick the same picks as you. Well, for the record, too, I'm also the steward, so I, I can give a crap about that. Um. Well, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Your fellow stewards have, have said that since you are a competitor also, that you are – uh, that you have been recused from your duties. So that's the rules going in. Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> hold on, hold on. They wish to remain anonymous, but the voices in my head say that's the way we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, too. Oh, and wait a minute. Since you're ahead right now, I get to pick first. I get to pick first. Okay. You can't pick the same people I pick. <laughs> says your voice is in your head. You, I, says the voice is in my head. <laughs> All right. Go ahead then. Hamilton or Stoppin Perez? And your wild card. Pierre Gasly will be uh, fourth. For the record, I had Pierre Gasly as my wild card. I won't change it for you. Okay. But first, I'll give you Chaz. Of course, he has Lewis Hamilton, uh, Max Verstappen, Valtteri Boltos. And his wild card is both McLarens will finish in the top seven. So my podium has to please your voices in your head. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, my voice is said they don't care. <laughs> of course they don't. <laughs> so I have Max Lewis, and I'll go with Valtteri finish out the top podium there. And uh, I'll say that once again, one of the Ferraris will finish in the top seven. So all that is completely out of the way. Like I give a crap about your voices in your head. So. <laughs> But I did it to please you. So, <laughs> and speaking about Valtteri, we have uh, another item to discuss here, and that's Chaz's pick for his hundred points there. If between Monza and the end of the season, if Botas finishes five podiums, Chaz will get a hundred points. If he doesn't. Chaz will lose 100 points, so we have three races left to go, and right now we stand at three. So he's got to get two out of the three. Yeah, he can do it. 
He can do it, but will he? That's the question. I don't know. He can do it though. He's totally within his it's totally within his wheelhouse for sure. Well, it's interesting to see since it's uh, very close to Bahrain, both track and in geography there. Um, I think Qatar is a very good race for both Mercedes and Red Bull, but I think Red Bull will probably put, push it out a little bit, at least on the podium. So we'll see about that. Yeah, I mean, it's right now, uh, I would have liked to see Max win, but now it's it's just after after Hamilton's performance, I think he's going to win this year. He's going to take it. He's going to take the championship, and he's going to retire. Mm, still in that prediction. Yeah. He'll win his eighth, and that's, there's really nothing else you can do after that. He's got other things he wants to do. And, and I even think that it might even be – he might not – Max might hang in there for the win and still retire because it's just – you know what else are you going to do? I mean, you're the greatest driver. He is the. That makes me. That makes me wonder, if I, if the stewards and I, which we just discussed, in my head, about an extra prediction for next year. If by next March, Lewis Hamilton has. Announced by retirement, the next season start, you get 100 points. Me? To start the yes. season? <laughs> start the okay. season. Uh, sure, why not? But if Lewis starts next season, you lose 100 points. I saw 100 in the hole? Yeah. That's not. Hold on. The voices in my head say that's a. Horrible idea. <laughs> so no bet. I'm not anti-Hamilton here. No, no. I'm, I'm taking just... an observation. Greatest driver ever to strap it up. He is. He is. And I have to give credit where credit's due. And that's, I agree with you on that. I'm just posing another opportunity for you to get 100 points starting next season. I, t I tell you what, if George Russell wins his first Grand Prix in the first five races next season, give me 100 points. I'll convey that to the stewards. We'll get back with you. <laughs> I'll have my stewards call your stewards. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I don't know how we we're going to take it anywhere else from here, but let's try. Uh, we had a Twitter question, and it is pretty, once again, non-absolved because, you know, making news again. We asked you guys, will Alfa Romeo re-sign Antonio Giovinazzi for the 2022 season? And 78% of you guys said no. They had some great comments in there, but... Uh, apparently, the nose had it, and so far, the news is that uh, Formula 2 driver Zhao is heading to Alfa Romeo for the 2022 season. So this week's Twitter question we'll discuss next time uh, would be how much 
or how will Alfa Romeo perform in the 2022 season? Will they perform better, the same, or worse going into 2022 with both two new drivers, one season, one a rookie? So we'll discuss that next time. But this time right now, I want to discuss with you, Mike, uh, the Formula 2 driver, as much as you know. I mean, he is performing pretty well. How much of an impact will he make with Alfa Romeo or in Formula 1, period, going into 2022? Well, I don't know that much about him to make a comment, to be honest with you. Uh, I know to make it to F1, you got to catch somebody's eye. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I hope he does well because I think, I think that diversity within the sport is good, and I would like to see uh, – I'd like to see Sonoda do really good. I thought, you know, he came out the gate real fast and – and he's been adequate, but uh, I think that has more to do with him just getting comfortable with the politics and the team, uh, the team aspect of F1. Because you know, everybody, we, we, we pay attention to the drivers like we pay attention to the quarterback, but there's a, there's a whole team there, and and the, the win goes to the pit crew and the mechanics and the engineers and everybody else just as much as it goes to the driver driver's just the quarterback in the face but uh, at the end of the day if you don't have that team behind you you know you can you can have the best arm in the league but if you go out there and the whole team doesn't like you they're not going to block for you or catch any passes and and i think sonoda's pissed a lot of people off i think he's had to learn how to temper himself a little bit and kind of figure out his role in things and one of the things that makes a great driver and a successful driver especially at f1 is the relationship that they build with their team, and right. you know, those guys? You go to a, you go to a pit, and you and you look at you look at how they're working on the car. There's everybody in their Mercedes and Red Bull pit would would do anything for Verstappen and Hamilton and, and Botas and Perez. They would they would they would do anything for them. Stay up late, they will throw everything at it. And then you go to another pit. Where the guys don't really like to drive or don't really care, they're just there for a paycheck. You know, they're going to turn a bolt just because they have to, not because, you know, they're looking to make the car any better. So, you know, when you're that critical of your team publicly, uh, even though you may be frustrated, that's something you take internally. That's you go talk to your team about that because they're the ones that are going to fix it, not the press. And, and I think he's had to hurt, learn a hard lesson uh, with that. So hopefully he comes out next year and, and cultivates a better. If he's around, I haven't heard that they're not going to sign him again. I hope they do because he is a talented racer. He just needs to learn how to temper himself. Uh, but yeah. it would be, it would be good to you know what I, I would love to see a female driver. To be honest with you, uh, and I know there was a couple of there was there was uh, yeah I ran across a couple of articles where there are some female drivers that are uh, being earmarked for future. Uh, I don't know what team they'd go to, uh, but uh, I know Williams. Uh, is one of them. I was looking at a female driver, so uh, that would be cool to get that kind of gender diversity and diversity across the way, uh, especially uh, you know in a sport that's now gaining popularity through it's it's regaining the popularity it had back in the eight seventies. Yeah, uh, through the Netflix show and you know hopefully through our little podcast and other podcasts like ours, uh, people are starting to talk about F one again. Uh, and it's kind of pushing NASCAR to the side in the in the big picture because it is a universal global sport. Yeah, it's everyone. 
So each company, each country gets to gets to show their pride uh, when that race is in their country. So it's special. It's not, you know, it's 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 unlike any other race because it's it is on the world stage. It's not just in America or just in uh, South Africa or just in Europe or just you know it's it's not a regional race. Uh, somebody asked me what what the difference between uh, F1 and IndyCar racing is. Well, that's it. Indies in the United States, they race in all the circuits in the United States and they race ovals, you know, uh, F1 doesn't do that. F1 races everywhere. Yeah. The whole world. So it's kind of, it brings the whole world together. So I would like to see more diversity in the drivers and I just all European drivers. I'd like to see some American drivers. Uh, you know, and so well, one Canadian driver, but that, there's uh, outside of the Canadian driver and then, uh, Brazilian. Uh, well, no, you have Perez from Mexico. You have Perez from Mexico, and then there's the Brazilian kid. Well, you have both. Um, but there's nobody from the United States. Right. There's Lance Stroll, and there's there's, um, there's some Latifi. There's Latifi and Stroll. Yeah, but there's nobody. Yeah, they're 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 from this hemisphere, but Canada, Mexico, and Brazil. Not nobody from the United States. I'd like to see a United States driver uh, drive again. Um, and have a United States, pure United States team, not a United States team that's bought by a Russian that can't get out of last place. I still say Andrade has potential to buy an F1 team. I know so many people are against that idea um, and don't believe because it's not really profitable the first couple of years, but I don't know. That's a different discussion for a different time. We'll, we'll discuss that later on, probably during the offseason too. But just back to Zyle right quick, he's actually in second right now in the F2 standings, right? And he's in the hunt. He's like 30, 35 points behind the leader right now. So he, with, with only two races left to go, you have Jetta and uh, United Arab Emirates there. Was that? Who's he driving for? What team? I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not too familiar with. It's the first I've heard of him, so I'm, I'm gonna have to look into him for next well, two weeks. There's our show. We're taking a, we're taking our summer break, our Thanksgiving break. <laughs> well, he's we're driving for the F two team that's um, actually under Al, Alpine, based out of Great Britain, and F two cars, as you know. So many people point out before it's much different from the F1 car. So, and you see that as you pointed out in the rookies this season of uh, Mazepin, um, Yuki Sonoto, and stuff like that. They're having a hard time well, trying to adjust to I bet, an F1 well, I car. Mazepin, I bet you Mazepin would love to get his F2. So I don't know how his F2 car would probably performed better than the F1 car piece of crap they gave him. <laughs> I mean, it's probably so. Most likely that that Haas. Well, they better bring it next year. Haas better bring it because it's they just rode off this year, and it's been frustrating for me as a fan because that's you know you hate to see that they're just getting in the way. Why even race? You know, you're just you're just a permanent backmarker. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Qatar does this weekend too. I mean, it's the first time the F one's on there on that track and starting in twenty twenty three. They're gonna be there for the ten, next ten years. So we'll see how that goes and and how the twenty three calendar will work out too, because you had to fit Qatar in there plus all the others like Miami, Canada, um, and all the other races. By the way, we pointed this out a few uh, a few months ago, but I do miss how Brazil was the final race in the season. The last time that happened was back in 2013. We'll see. And also not to mention, I've got to make this point too, Zhao is the very first Chinese driver in F1 history. As many times they've been to China, this is the first Chinese driver they have. And F1 is actually much bigger there than it is here. It's, grow, it's still growing here and has potential to be bigger. But I was kind of surprised that Zhao is the very first F1 driver from China. Yeah, that's it's crazy. It's taken this long. Mm-hmm. And this rumor, too, that China will make a comeback, too, as far as a Grand Prix. That is a very unique course they have. And it's a very hard course for them, too. Yeah. Very hard on the tires. But we'll see about that. Uh, as Mike pointed out, we're going to take next week off because here in the States, it is Thanksgiving. So we'll take a little break there. We'll, we'll be back the following week for the brand new Jetta track in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So that's very interesting, too. And then also, that's going to be a night race as well. Mm-hmm. So excited to see that. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a very nailed track, too. So we, that's one thing we can assess, too. Break that down a little bit, too. Not much overtaking, so qualifying. It's very important there. There's not going to have a sprint race, uh, not until next season. So in the meantime, we'll wish you the best of luck. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, at Former Racing. Email us at theformerracing at gmail.com. And make sure you please like, share, and subscribe. Help us grow this channel. Get out more and more videos for for you to enjoy. And, and please give us any topics you'd like, to, like for us to cover here on the uh, F1 Starting Grid. We'll see you next time. Hopefully Mike will not be in first. (laughs) Hold on. Stuart says yes, I will. We'll see. (laughs) 